Well, hello there. Welcome back to this episode of the More Than Just a Type podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. And if you are new here, my name is Taja, and I originally started this podcast back in the beginning of 2019 when I wanted to just connect on a deeper level with you and I wanted to share all of the things that have helped me achieve my fitness goals with type 1 diabetes with you. I had originally started a blog like five years ago and I was like, you know, it'd be so much easier to just have these conversations weekly and share the things that was hel- were helping me, frankly, achieve my goals because I couldn't find the info anywhere. So that's kind of how this whole podcast started and I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Today is a special day. It's November 16th. Today is my birthday. I turn 31 today. And it's it's kind of crazy thinking back. Um, I don't know how old you are. You might be older than me. You might be younger. You might be in your 30s. Doesn't matter. The one thing that I wanted to share, I think that might help wherever you are on your own life's path that I have kind of been really reflecting on lately, the last couple of days especially, and it's follow your heart. Like sometimes life can get messy and life can be confusing and we don't know all the time where we're going or what we're doing. Half the time, I have no idea what I'm doing. And what's really helped is just coming back to what does my heart want? Like what is my heart telling me? Because sometimes in those situations where maybe you feel confused or lost and you're like, what do I do? And then you look for opinions from other people to kind of help guide what you should do in a certain situation. But I think it's so, and we all have access to this, but coming back to your heart and, you know, sometimes it might not really make sense. Sometimes you might be like, I don't know what my heart's telling me. Like, I'm so conflicted. But it's like, what excites you the most? What is, when you think of doing something or not doing it, what excites you more? And then do that because that's a sign that that's something that you should do. And it might not make sense at all, especially to other people around you. But I think the thing that I have really learned the last couple years is just really tapping into that and just doing that thing, even if it doesn't make sense, because it doesn't need to make sense. When you're following your heart and what truly lights you up, you will be led onto the path that's right for you and it will make sense eventually. So I wanted to share that because this whole entire year has been a little confusing to say the least. If you didn't hear last week's episode, we did a piece from my book, which is coming in 2021. It was supposed to be launched and published in 2020, this month actually, November 2020, but if you listened to the episode last week, I won't go into it here, obviously, but the book is not going to be ready until 2021, so it's going through the editing process right now, and last week I shared 
a piece from my book that was really about overcoming eating disorders and we really touched upon weight loss. And then today I'm going to share part two, which is really all about body image and weight loss. So if you have ever struggled with body image or losing weight, this particular episode today is going to hopefully just give you some insight, some really key things that have helped me. I think that they're going to help you as well and just empower you to really understand like things that you may not understand before when it comes to weight loss and make you feel empowered and just help you feel better mentally. I think that's really what this episode today is all about. And my book itself is for the girl who wants to feel inspired and turn obstacles into opportunities. So it's really just, I mean, not all the stories are on weight loss, but all of the stories are things from my personal life that'll help you turn your own personal struggles into strengths and make you feel less alone. And it's a really personal book to me that I think will help you and up lift you and inspire you and motivate you maybe even and just empower you to be the best version of yourself and do the things that you want in this lifetime and not be held back because there's just so much that you just have so much ahead of for you and I'm so excited for you so and I'm also excited to share this book with you but I hope that you enjoy this episode today and if you do enjoy it if you feel inspired in some way please do take a second to rate and review this podcast obviously if you're driving right now don't do it while you're driving, but when you do have a second, if you can take a couple of seconds to just scroll down on whichever app you listen to podcasts on and then tap the stars to rate the podcast, it'll only take a couple of seconds, but it really, really helps because it's one way that this podcast has really grown and been able to reach other people who also benefit from hearing these stories and hearing this content. So I really do appreciate it. And If you do feel called to do so, please take a second to leave me a quick review and let me know why you enjoy listening to this podcast or how this podcast has helped you or even leave your biggest takeaway. That means the world. I really appreciate it. And if you have not yet subscribed, when you take the time to subscribe to this podcast, I mean, if you're listening, you've probably already subscribed, but if not, then make sure you subscribe because that way you won't miss out on upcoming episodes and bonus content. Thank you so much for your support of this show. Real quick, if you are struggling to achieve your weight loss goals, if you have been like trying to shed those extra pounds or if 2020 has just kicked you in the butt and you're like, I don't like where I am right now. I don't love my body. I feel uncomfortable in my skin. I just don't like this. I want to feel good. And if feeling good to you personally has anything to do with how your body looks. I know it sounds, well, it doesn't actually sound weird or crazy, but I used to feel ashamed for feeling ashamed about my body. (laughs) But I, I just want to say this. If you have a goal to lose weight, because in your mind personally, if that is one thing that will help you be the best version of yourself and feel confident in your skin, there's nothing wrong with that. And I have a free guide that can help get you started on the right track. So the guide is how to lose weight with type 1 diabetes. It's a free 12-step 
ebook and audio training, and it'll teach you the key 12 steps to really getting started and losing weight in a sustainable way that also supports your blood sugars. So if you haven't already yet, take a couple of seconds to download this free guide. You're going to love it. And if you have any questions about it, just hit me up on IG. And if you want to connect anyways, I'm on Instagram at Taja Kato. Send me a DM. I would love to connect with you over there. But in order to get your hands on the free audio training and ebook, just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash type one. And I'll also link to this in the show notes. All right, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. I will see you on the other side of this episode. Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. You might find that as you get older, you tie your self-worth around things that make you feel accepted. For me, it was my body image. It's funny to think about all the years I spent tying my self-worth to how my body looked. Taja, don't do that. It'll make your muscles look bulky. Taja, don't eat that. It'll make you fat. It's funny because no one ever said anything when I was too skinny. In fact, people would gush at how great I looked, not knowing how much pain I was actually in. In my fat-phobic little world, I was handed not-good-enough low blows. Things like, you're too fat and you need to lose weight. And when I lost the weight, you're too muscular, people would say. The thing is that everyone's definition of beauty is different, and that doesn't make him or her right or wrong. I may not be able to relate to people who demonstrate self-love and body positivity no matter what size they are, though I admire it wholeheartedly and I respect it. But I can relate to feeling 100% confident because you feel so dang good from the inside out. I believe it's your inner world that's most important because your inner world is what determines the success of your outer world. In so many different ways, not just your body image, because when you feel good on the inside, you radiate in ways on the outside that are impossible to fake. And this was the reason I failed so many diets in the past, because I was always trying to be someone else's definition of beautiful, not my own. If you base your entire life around other people's opinions, you'll surely end up disappointed or feeling like you're not good enough. Today, I'm pushing my 130-pound goal, a number that my 5-foot and 4-inch frame desperately used to try and run away from. Oh my god, the scale. I remember going to the doctor and dreading to weigh myself. 
It was such a deep-rooted fear I had because it vibrated the feeling of inadequacy and reminded me that I wasn't good enough or worthy enough of being loved or accepted by others. Really fucked up, right? Or perhaps it's even more fucked up that I'm judging myself right now for how I used to feel. If you ever find yourself in my shoes, having the same fear around the scale, you are not alone. Nobody wants to feel bad, but the insanely crazy thing is that we base our self-worth on this magic number on a scale that, by the way, is just a tool and not one scale will give you the exact same number. This magic number for me was always 120 pounds to 125 pounds. I set this number because I was always 130 pounds to 135 pounds, and I thought if I set a goal that isn't too seemingly impossible, then I'll just feel less horrible and it will seem more possible of achieving it. But why 125 pounds? Why was it not 124 pounds or 126 pounds? And then when you do lose some weight and you still don't feel adequate because you haven't yet reached this magic number that you've literally pulled out of your ass and said, I won't be accepted, loved, or beautiful until I reach this goal weight. It sounds silly, right? In all my life around my body image struggles, I've definitely learned a thing or two about the scale and how to achieve your fitness goals sustainably, and I want to share them with you. So here's what you should know. Number one, the scale is just a tool to help guide your progress, but it never determines your progress. This is because 130 pounds of muscle looks a lot different than 130 pounds of fat. Number two, it's normal for your weight to fluctuate on a daily basis and for a number of different reasons. This is why you only ever want to weigh yourself first thing when you wake up in the morning, nude, after going to the restroom, and before eating or drinking anything, because this is when your body weight will be most accurate. And you never want to base your weight on one day alone. You want to get an average of seven days. Weigh yourself for seven days and add each day up and divide that number by seven. This is your average weight. The truth is that there are so many different things that affect your weigh-ins, including a day of eating higher carbs than usual, extra calories, lack of sleep, menstrual cycle, stress, just to name a few. This is also why you want to get an average weight of seven days and compare your average on a weekly basis because only then will you know if you're gaining, losing, or maintaining weight based on your current food intake and lifestyle habits. If I could tell you about all the times I was shamed or made to feel like I wasn't good enough because of my weight, you'd get a kick out of it. I even had a doctor tell me one time, you've gained weight. Her Russian accent nodding in disapproval, like just letting you know because you don't want to be ugly. Oh my God. And when she found out I was diabetic, she whispered under her breath and shook her head. I'm so sorry. You're so pretty. 
As if my diabetes was a death sentence and me gaining three pounds, which by the way, was most likely water weight considering it's 1 p.m. on a Friday afternoon and I've already had two meals and drank a shit ton of water was going to make me less attractive. So back to my point about the scale. It's only a tool and that's what it should be used for. Nothing less and nothing more. You see, I now weigh the exact same as I did back when I was trying so hard to lose weight, but the difference now is that my body composition is completely different. It's so important to remember this next time you're working towards a fitness goal, because if you're working out, you'll likely be building muscle too. And so at the end of the day, this magic number that you've set for yourself to determine your worth based on your progress can actually become the very roadblock that stops you from seeing your results through until the end, because you lose motivation and give up when you don't see the numbers changing or worse when they go up. The truth is that your body will likely start changing far before the scale does, and it may even take six to eight weeks for your body to get adjusted to what you're doing. So you've got to be willing to be in it for the long haul and be patient and kind to yourself. Keep these scale secrets in your back pocket for safekeeping and refer to them from time to time. Perhaps you base your self-worth on something entirely different. If you can sit your authentic self down and ask that child where these beliefs stemmed from, you might get a pretty good idea of any blocks you can bust through in order to feel worthy again. Do more of the things that make you feel good and less because they're expected of you. It's called baby steps. You don't need to put too much on your plate all at once. It's not about faking it until you make it either. Build your self-worth up so high that people around you can't deny it. Because how do you expect other people to think you're worthy if you don't even think you're worthy yourself? I get it. It can be so hard to stay consistent and motivated when you're putting in your blood, sweat, and tears into something and not seeing results. This is why most people throw in the towel far before they even give themselves a chance to see their hard work pay off. It's a sad but true truth. So how do you stay motivated when shit gets hard? Well, for me, it's my why. Your why has to be so much stronger than any other force because shit will get hard and you are going to want to throw in the towel at times, probably more than once. This is what makes it life and this is what keeps things interesting. If it were easy, then everyone would have exactly what he or she wanted right now. And if it were that easy, wouldn't it be a boring story to tell? Susie wanted to get fit, so she decided, and then it just, like, happened. It's funny because you hear that exact sort of story happening all the time. People saying, yeah, all you need to do is just decide, and then you can have exactly what you want, which is half true. But the other half and only part that they are leaving out, which is a huge part, is how much effort, trial, and error, mental barriers, and failures it took for Susie to actually achieve that body. 
but it's definitely possible. If Susie can do it, so can you. And without those hard times, do you think you'd really appreciate the end result or would you take it for granted? It's always through breakdowns that breakthroughs happen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that this episode inspired you in some way. And once again, if it did inspire you or you learned something from this episode today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast. You can do so by clicking the stars on whichever app you listen to podcasts on. And if you feel called to do so, please leave me a quick review and let me know your biggest takeaway. I would love to know your biggest takeaway from this episode today. All right. Thank you again. I love you so much and I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now.